That's right. That's right. You can cut me off after that. Welcome, welcome today. Uh, it's nice to have you in church. I ask the Lord for a word for you. Always ask him uh, what's on his heart for his people. Loves you, loves you, loves you, loves you, loves you. Uh, I had the, the road to Emmaus. I, I read my word. Um, I just go through and then uh, some things get highlighted to me um, and I turn them over in my mind and then when I get asked to speak or whatever, it'll come back. I'll say, Lord, what do you want me to speak? And then it'll come back. And this one, it was the road to Emmaus. Uh, it's from Luke 24. I've kept the uh, older kids in because I was teaching them today, so uh, it was easier for them to stay in. Uh, Luke 24, um, from verse 13. Uh, we're on the road to Emmaus. So uh, Jesus has just died. He's just died and uh, people are stunned. Uh, they didn't think that was going to happen. He kept telling them, but they didn't get it. Uh, a bit like us. He tells us a lot of things, but we don't get it sometimes. Um, on the same day, we've got two men or two people. Uh, they're going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. So they were leaving. They were leaving Jerusalem, and I don't think they, would, they told anybody they were going. I thought they snuck out. They couldn't take it anymore. They were talking to each other about everything that had happened, and it says that they were quite feisty about it. So there were some raised voices. There would have been a bit of anger, frustration, confusion, depression, all of it. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked alongside of them. But they, he was, they were kept from recognising him. So you've got two people walking along on a journey. About, it's about two hours from... Uh, Jerusalem to Emmaus and along the way Jesus comes along and they don't they don't recognize him and I would say to you um, we've been on a journey ourselves we've been on a long journey and it's been tough and we have got cranky and confused and frustrated at times and the challenges have come left right and center but I'd say to you that on this journey Jesus has come up beside you and you possibly haven't recognised him. Because I sure didn't. Looking back, I didn't recognise him. So they were kept from recognising him. He was in a different, he was uh, in his glorified body. He could be whoever he wanted to be at that point. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? Funny thing Jesus would ask that. They stood still, their faces downcast. So they were depressed. They'd been on a roller coaster ride. Uh, the highest mountaintop, just in a week, the highest mountaintop to the lowest valley. Uh, for them, it had started, uh, the week started uh, with a supper at Bethany. They had Lazarus sitting at a table. They would have been there. Um, Lazarus was there. He was dead four days. And there he is eating. And the, and the crowds are pushing in to have a look at this Lazarus because word went out. He was raised from the dead. This Jesus, he could do it. The Pharisees were crowding because they couldn't believe what, what Jesus was up to. And that's where Mary then pours that costly perfume on Jesus' feet. And people got upset because they said it was wasted. And Jesus said, no, no, she's anointing me for my burial. 
And I think everybody just thought, whatever that means. He says a lot of stuff we don't get. Whatever that means. And there was Mary. It was a year's wages. So for us, what? Average wage, $50,000. $50,000 worth of perfume. Just like that. And Jesus would have smelt that all week. All week, that fragrance would have been on him. Would have gone straight through his hair into his skin. And it was for his burial. And then they saw Jesus come into Jerusalem. This is still their week. How was your week? This was their week. Jesus came into Jerusalem on a donkey, palm branches, a great crowd cheering him. The whole city of Jerusalem screaming, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. The whole city was in an uproar as he came in on a donkey. And the Pharisees again were shocked at his entrance. And they were angry and said, the whole world has gone after him. So this is Jesus. We're now like, the, the intensity of the time is moving up. And then they heard of the Last Supper. These two were not uh, of the 11. They were just two disciples. They would have heard of the Last Supper, the, the covenant that Jesus again said, I'm with you. Um, Danette so uh, graciously shared with us, again, there was the covenant. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. And they took part of that covenant. Then the garden, they would have heard of the garden. They probably were there when Jesus was arrested by the soldiers and they're watching. They can't believe it. They didn't think it was going to go this way. He had a public trial, public execution, uh, crucifixion, criminals. Criminals were crucified. And there was Jesus. So they stood still when Jesus said, what are you discussing together as you walk along? <laughs> they stood still. And one of them named Cleopas, there we go, not of the 11, Cleopas. One of them said, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in these days? And Jesus says, what things? <laughs> what things? Looking at him, about Jesus of Nazareth. He was a prophet. Powerful in word, deed before God and all the people. He called him a prophet, not the son of God. He was an Elijah. He was an Elisha. They're discussing. Ah, he wasn't the one we thought he was going to be. He was a prophet. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. So their hopes had been on Jesus, delivering them from oppressive Roman rule. That was their hope. They thought when he came into Jerusalem, the whole city was saying he was the king. They were hoping that this was it. But Jesus came for a different purpose. We're told in 1 John 3, 8. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he would destroy the work of the devil. So Jesus came for a higher purpose. And it was on that cross that Jesus took the punishment for our sin, carried our diseases. And when we accept the Lord and invite him into our hearts, that blood then washes us clean. And from that point on, your sins are remembered no more. 
So when you remind God about those sins, he says, I can't remember. We don't carry them anymore. We don't carry them anymore. We have full acceptance, full approval when we come into the Most High. He sees Jesus all over us because what he did on that cross. So he did. He fulfilled his purpose. He destroyed. Jesus destroyed the work of the devil on that cross. He did it. We go back to verse 22. They're continuing on. They're telling Jesus, In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Seems like made up stories to them. They continue, Some of our companions went to the tomb, found it just as the women said, but they did not see Jesus. That would have been James, uh, John, John and Peter running to the tomb. But they didn't believe them. It seems like Cleopas and this person did not believe, could not believe, could not believe that he wasn't there. So how does Jesus help them on their road? And I would say to you, uh, Jesus, he is so kind. He has picked these two. They are insignificant people in the world of uh, what has gone on that week. They're just two people. And Jesus um, showed himself to Mary when he came out and he was new. Rose again. It was Mary in, in the tomb. She thought he was the gardener. And then he comes and finds these two insignificant, no names, just walking back, given up, depressed, angry, confused. And he shows himself to them and he says to them, a gentle correction, how foolish you are, how slow to believe, all the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in the scriptures concerning himself. So they got the best Bible study ever. They got it two hours worth. And there are over 40 prophecies of Jesus in the Old Testament. The Old Testament is all they had. They didn't have the new. Jesus was the new when he walked with them. It was Jesus. He was the word made flesh. So I picked out just a few of them. Uh, the prophecies of Jesus. He would have gone back. He would have said, it was this, it was this, it was this. In Genesis 3.15, it said the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. When Abraham offered Isaac and the ram was found, that was in place of Jesus. That was a picture, a picture of me having been offered. Then there's Joseph, rejected by his brothers with the coloured coat. Finally, he got promoted to the right hand of Pharaoh. Jesus was rejected by his Jewish brothers. Sits now at the right hand of God. Isaiah 53 Isaiah would have seen him. He said Jesus would be despised and rejected, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. Surely he has borne our grief, carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. That was Isaiah. So Jesus went back, went back. And as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he was going further. 
But they urged him strongly, stay with us. It is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went to stay with them. So if you notice, they're starting to change. As they're walking with Jesus, they are starting to change. They still don't know it's him. So this passage is, uh, for me, it's, it's very similar to the walk I have been on in the sense of the last three, five years. Three to five years have been tremendous challenges, pressures, disappointments. But the key was always to go back to Jesus. Just go back to him. Talk to him. Just talk to him. Tell him your disappointments, the struggles. Talk to him and he will talk back to you because you make room for him then. You make room for more of him. And the Lord then starts to pour himself into you. When he was at the table, we're back, uh, verse 30, when he was at the table with them, he took bread and gave thanks. He broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. So they knew it was the Lord. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the, opened the scriptures to us? And I would say to you, as you've talked to the Lord in these challenging times, as you've walked with him and gone back to him and spent time with him, I would say to you, you have changed. There's now a burning within you. There's a fire that has been lit deep on the inside of you. You probably don't know it. But the Lord has said to you, he would never leave you nor forsake you. Matthew 28, 20, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Hebrews 13, 5, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Psalm 23, 4, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Troubled hearts, have been turned to burning flames as you've kept walking with Jesus. I would say to you, what the enemy meant for evil, God is turning for your good. He is turning it. And you now carry a greater authority than you know. Times of deep surrender have allowed God to fill you with himself. Uh, James 4 says, Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. And he must flee. He must flee from you. And that has been the key, the submission. Not my will but yours. Not my way but yours. I don't understand what, what is going on, but I will trust you. I will walk with you, Lord. And as you've done that, he has drawn so close to you. When you look back through these times, you will see his fingerprint. You will know his voice as you continue on and that flame inside you will just now get stronger. You are now a, a burning flame. You have hearts burning with his love. You've got his stamp on the inside of you and the enemy is absolutely terrified of you. Um, the word says, um, the angels of the Lord, they hearken unto the voice of the Lord. And the angelic hosts now are starting to move on our behalf because when we speak now, we are starting to speak his words because we are now aligned with him and his plans and his purposes. Um, I would say to you, uh, start to use the name, the name that's above every other name. Start to use that name over your family. 
Start to tell the enemy he cannot have them in Jesus' name. That's how I pray now, every morning. I will pray, I will pray for you. This is how I would pray if I was you, if, I'm, if you're not doing it. I declare over you in the name of Jesus, I declare the victory of the cross over you and over your family. I declare in the name of Jesus God's plans and God's purposes, his victory, his hope, his plans. I declare over you a future and a hope. I speak to the enemy over your life and your family and I say in the name of Jesus, you cannot have them. They are blood bought. They have been bought with the blood and they will go on and they will fulfill everything God has ordained for their life in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. You start to speak like that because you're his son, you're his daughter, you're blood bought and the enemy must flee. I had a, a story uh, struck me. Uh, this is a bit unusual, but I, I felt I felt it was just so God when I heard it. It's a bit unusual. It was um, it's a horse race that got run in in the U.S. called uh, the Kentucky Derby. It was run this year in uh, May. And I'm not saying, listen, uh, I'm into gambling or anything. I'm just saying, listen, it was just a horse race, okay? Uh, but I found I f- I just when I heard it, I just went, God you just, you're speaking, you're speaking on such a big scale to unsaved people and, and save people alike. There was an unknown jockey, rider, trainer in this horse race, just gone. And they didn't make the race. There were 20 horses, they didn't make it. And um, the night before, they, get, they get a, got a call and uh, there was a scratching. And so they got in. So they ran number 21, never run before. It was always up to 20. They ran number 21. Uh, They were placed at the extreme outpost to run this race, uh, two kilometres. So it was going to run the furthest. Um, The odds were 80 to 1. 80 to 1. It wasn't going to do much. And the colour it wore, it was red. It was red. Um, the race ran and uh, the horse's name was uh, Rich Strike. And uh, if, if you watch, I, I watched the race and I saw it and uh, it ran last uh, for the first mile and the favourites were at a blistering pace. It was a fast race and the favourites were at the front and everybody was cheering. They, they knew who was going to win. Anyway, from that, that mile, the next kilometre, this raw horse started to make its way, weave its way through. No one saw it. It was like a, an opening happened and it just moved forward, kept moving forward, kept moving forward. No one saw it. Uh, it was coming right up to the finish line. And then all of a sudden, this horse just came through and it took out uh, the three favourites. And the uh, commentators just went crazy. Uh, they couldn't believe what had happened. It was a long shot victory. The trainer passed out as the horse went across the, the winning line. That's, and they said it was a hundred-year upset, like this had never been seen before. And I thought, uh, a prophetic voice had, had, um, had pulled this out and I looked at it and I went, that is God. In this season, I declare to you, you will see rich strikes in your life and in your family. You will come from behind. Nobody, nobody is going to believe 
the things that are going to open up to you. And God's hands are going to move doors for you. He's going to open things because you, cut, you, you wear the color red. The blood of Jesus is over you. The Christians are going from the back of the field to the front and we will take the winning post. We will take the winning post because God is with us now. The enemy must flee because there is burning on the inside of us a flame for him that cannot be put out. It will get brighter and brighter and the enemy will have to move, move from your workplaces, move from your families because he can't stand the brightness that you will carry. These are outstanding times we are moving in. Um, if you will, uh, instead of contemplating what is going on negatively around you, think of rich strike. That's what I do. I, I fill myself with hope and expectation and I use the name. And when I get quite upset about the darkness going on around me, I start to use it. I start to use it. I will start to shout. I close the windows and the doors in my house and I go to battle for my family because I know, I know he will have to back down. Outstanding days, uh, what the enemy meant for evil, I do believe God is turning, is turning for good. Do you want to do the music? Uh, that's, how was that? That was, I don't know how many points that was. <laughs> don't tell Tim. <laughs> Just say it was short and sweet. And don't tell me about the horse race. <laughs> I wanted to uh, just make a request uh, for uh, at the end uh, that I would really like to play for um, high school kids, kids in high school if they will come. I don't even know if they're uh, in here, but I would love to pray if you're in apprenticeship or at uni, um, I would love to lay hands on you today. Um, if you have a prayer need, of course, we will pray. Please come forward. Uh, but that is it. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you that these are days of greatness, that hearts, Lord, are burning with fire now. Lord, I thank you that you've given us grace to keep, Lord, turning back to you and you were there, you were there and you promised and you were there for us. And Lord, you are making a way now where there seems no way. And Lord, we will become the head. We will come from behind. We are not the tail. We are the head because of the blood. And Lord, we thank you. I declare blessing, prosperity, dreams from heaven, words from the Most High God. I declare his encouragement, his love over you. He loves you with such a love. He will never give up on you and he will always do you good. So I send blessing to you and your family in Jesus' name.